Hello and welcome back to another edition of Roomstick and Butterbeer. I am Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are still rolling along on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the book that would never get going. It's going now though, right? Yep. Like it, it's starting right now. Yep. 200 and something pages about in. About halfway through the book. Things are starting. So last time we talked about chapter 15, Bow Battens and Durmstrang. Still don't know if it's Bow Battens or Bow Batons. Whatever you like. You can have whatever you like. You can call it whatever you like. There you go. But last time, Harry writes another letter to Sirius, acting like nothing is really wrong with the scar hurting and telling Sirius not to travel to him. Professor Moody puts the imperious curse on each of his students to try to teach them how to resist it. None can resist except, of course, the chosen one, <laughs> Harry, who blows out both of his ACLs in the process. <laughs> but he's fine. It's fine, <laughs> he's really. Fine. They're from hardier stock. Yes. Uh, Harry goes through this process four more times, presumably blowing out his PCL and uh, MCL and probably his lateral meniscus. <laughs> What are other, the his other, knees are just utterly his knees destroyed. Are shot. He has the They're knees destroyed. of an 80-year-old man now. <laughs> or Dan Rhino. He has the, the knees of a 40-year-old man who also has the knees of an 80-year-old man. But I digress. That's how I hurt my knees, by the way. Imperious curse. Oh, I thought it was basketball. Nope. Nope. Imperious curse. It wasn't curse. wrestling in the dumpster at Blockbuster. Um, I guess we can talk about that now since Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Did you think they were going to come get you? I thought maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. So when we when we opened up, uh, I I helped open a Blockbuster video many moons ago. Yeah. And when we were unboxing everything, people were just throwing the boxes into the dumpster, and the dumpster was piling way up. So they made a couple of us employees get into the dumpster so that we could break down the boxes so that we could have more room in the dumpster. Uh, it's logical. Well, it's it's very logical. I guess. Climbing that dumpster. <laughs> Get in the dumpster, y'all. That's not dangerous at all. There's not a lot lawsuit there waiting to happen. If it's just boxes, it's not garbage. It's a it's dumpster. I'm boxes. sure there's all kinds of tetanus and <sighs> disease in there. You're, uh, well, you're fine. Uh, one of the other workers uh, was a gentleman named Brian Hoffman. And um, we... Decided to start doing wrestling moves to each other. <laughs> Did you know this person prior nope. to entering the dumpster? Nope. See, friendships are forged. Friendships were forged in, dumpsters. in the dumpster. Yeah. So, there you go. But no, that's not how I hurt my knee. <laughs> Both my knees. Uh, where was I? Uh, like I said, Harry goes through the process four more times. Uh, the delegations from Bow Battens and Durmstrang are arriving at Hogwarts for the Triwizard Tournament. Uh, Fred and George are still plotting on how to get past the minimum age requirement to enter. Even though they have no idea what they need to plot against, they're just plotting. Just random plotting. That's just, that's, that's kind of their default mode. Is, <laughs> plotting. Is just scheming. Uh, the students from Bow Battens arrive in a large horse carriage uh, pulled by enormous whiskey drinking winged horses. Yes, with red eyes. And led by their enormous leader, Madame Maxine. Makes sense. 
Uh, the crew from Durmstrang arrive in a large boat that came from under the water, led by Professor Karkaroff. And at the end of the chapter, we learn that Durmstrang is also the current school of Quidditch superstar Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb. And I said to you in the last episode, well, we know who one of the people that the goblet are the, that are going to get chosen for the tournament. We don't even know that the goblet is in play until this chapter. But well, Daniel, we know. I know all of them that are going to get picked. <laughs> but we know one for sure. <laughs> um, so, you had some questions in the last chapter, and the the answers popped out at me at this one. Uh-oh. You asked how many mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and they said it was really only about 20. So 10 from each school? 10 from each school is what Harry estimated. What did I say? Like 8 to 12? So, yeah, I was right. Yeah, you were close. And then I believe that they mentioned that there were girls with the dumpstring people, which we we realized that there were boys and girls with Bo Batten, but I still kind of thought dumpstring was all boys, Mm -hmm. but there was a mention of a girl this time, too. So, I guess the movies just made it you know, segregated schools. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. And as as we record this during Black History Month, segregated schools are not okay. <laughs> no, they're definitely not. Shout out to Ruby. Shout out to Ruby Bridges. Woo-hoo! But there are all boys barriers. schools and all girls schools. There are. And those are. There are. They're private. Okay. They're all, they're private schools. Though. So they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they can do whatever. They can do whatever they like. I see a theme for me as long here. As, you, as long as you pay the that Skrilla, that scratch. Yeah. That cash. Huh? That money to go to that school. You can do whatever you want. Well, what? So chapter 16, <laughs> Jess. This book is called Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. It took us a couple chapters to meet Harry Potter. It's taken us 16 to meet the Goblet of Fire. But we did. Finally. It's here. Are you excited? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> the prospective Triwizard entrance from Bo Battens and Durmstranger here, highlighted, like we said, by Victor Crumb. And I thought it was a, a little odd that kids who are about the same age as him, also school-aged kids, mm-hmm. are so frantic about finding a quill to get an autograph. I mean, some of the girls are... are I guess I could kind of see that. That they're like, would you think he would sign, like, with my lipstick or what? But still, that's just somebody who's just like your age. You know? Yeah, but, hold on. We're coming right off of the Quidditch World Cup, so everything's really blown up right now. But think about it like the gymnasts from the Olympics are young. And I'm sure... Girls their age. Are you saying if, like, Simone Biles was here, I'd be, like, fanboying out? Yeah. Yeah, I probably would. (laughs) Yeah. You think she'd use my chapstick (laughs) to sign (laughs) my sweater? So I think part of it is because it it was just after the World Cup. And everything is really big right now. He's really blown up right now. I guess, but it's still just, like, another kid from another school. You know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, what's, what's my brain dynamic? fog? Dynamic? Dynamic, yeah. My brain fog. It's a good thing I have the ESP. 
Yeah, everybody. I, like I mean, if we the, got cable. Yeah, we got the the words out of your brain. Oh, ESP. I thought you were talking about the sports network. Nah, no, not got, that. We got cable. Watch sports whenever we want. You gotta do the YouTube channel, TV, whatever it's called, to do your basketball. Sometimes. Sometimes. Billikens. Sometimes. Shout out to uh, Billikens Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> who follow who follow us on Instagram for some reason. Nice. <laughs> I, no, it's just the, it's the Billiken Girls dance team that follows us on Instagram. <laughs> Works. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how that happened, but... Well, uh, our dog goes to the games. Shout out to the Billiken Girls Dance Team, St. Louis University. He's got one of those cutouts. So, uh, the Bo Batten students seem very uncomfortable with the Hogwarts surrounding. Do you think it's, is it just too dingy? Is it too old? Is it too dark? Like, why are they so snooty about being at Hogwarts? They're, they're visibly perturbed about having to be inside this castle. Well, they're clearly cold because they keep like all their scarves and wear stuff a coat. wrapped. They didn't wear a coat. <laughs> Apparently they weren't prepped <laughs> they well wore enough. The they didn't know what to pack. <laughs> Somebody failed them when just when telling them what to pack. But also I think it's just one of those Things where they probably would have just worn what they were wearing anyway because they wanted to look cute. You don't want to, you don't want to put a big bulky coat over your cute outfit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just old, dirty, dingy. The other thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way was one Bo Batten girl audibly laughs when Dumbledore is giving his speech. Talks about like I hope yeah. you'll like be comfortable and I hope you'll you know I don't just make yourself at home yeah. here and, and she's ha ha that's, that's not going to happen super disrespectful super like nobody disrespects Dumbledore what's that about you just you you're a visitor at this school and like the the principal of this school. Is talking and you welcoming you audibly scoff at him because you're apparently this is below you being at this school is below yeah. you. Well, everybody's kind of I don't know, not brainwashed, but you you know you're always kind of fed that your school's the best and we're the best and we're the awesomest and blah blah blah. So maybe she's just she is she's buying into it all that their school is the best. It's way superior to Hogwarts, and they couldn't possibly. They seem to, at Bobatons, have an air of snootiness. Snootiness. I was snobbery. Superi superiority <laughs> was yeah. Superiority is the word I'm thinking of. My vocabulary. Go back and listen to the early episodes of this podcast. After COVID, my vocabulary is not good. It's just, I just can't get the words out. We were playing a game the other night. It took me five minutes to think of the word sterile. It was in my head. Couldn't get it out. I don't know. I what? couldn't help you because we were playing against each other. Yeah. Well, the Durmstrang students seem more happy about being here. Uh, they, I mean, not like giddy or anything, but they, 
you know, they're picking up the goblets and the plates and they're examining them. They're like, hmm, I approve of this. The quality this of your, of, of your china. <laughs> I approve of, of the, uh, the dish set that you. And the decor. The decor sets a nice atmosphere. Yeah, the ambiance is, if you will. Yeah, they seem impressed. They seem like they're okay with it. And then the same girl that laughed during Dumbledore's speech comes over to the Gryffindor table to get the bowl of bouillabaisse. Now, if the food just magically appears, why would there only be one bowl of bouillabaisse that has to get passed around the, the hall? No, I think that just her table finished theirs, because that's probably the only thing they Can't ate. Can't more just appear? I guess the... I thought it was weird that we had to kind of do like the Thanksgiving thing where we had, are you done with the mashed potatoes? Could you pass Maybe she didn't know that more would come and she just saw some at the other table and saw nobody was eating it and was like, well, I'm going to take theirs because they obviously don't appreciate good food. It's wasted on these Heathens? Hogwarts children. <laughs> Philistines. Well, Ron is immediately in love with her and thinks that she must be a Vila, which we met earlier at the Quidditch Cup, because of how entranced he is with her. Mm-hmm. But no, she, nah. he's just he's just got a crush. Yeah. Uh, Ludo Bagman and Mr. Crouch are here. We met them at the Quidditch World Cup as well. They're the organizers of the tournament, so they are here on stage as well. And Dumbledore explains that the tournament will have three challengers... Uh, three challenges and three challengers and the challenges will be spaced throughout the school year testing magical prowess their daring their powers of deduction and ability to cope with danger now spaced throughout the year does that mean that the competitors from the other schools are going to go home between events or are they going to spend the whole school year at hogwarts they're spending the whole school year at hogwarts so how are they it's like gonna... a foreign exchange student? Program. So they're gonna like take classes there and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not gonna be happy about that. Especially the Bo Battens <laughs> crew aren't gonna be happy about that. They're, so they're gonna be spending, I guess, the entire delegation of of students, the all ten of them, all ten from each school are gonna be spending the whole year at Hogwarts, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, and we've... apparently living in their in their boats and their, and their carriages. <laughs> uh, we finally get to see the Goblet of Fire, 16 chapters in. Hallelujah. The prospective entrants have to place their names on a slip of parchment and place it into the goblet. And, and their school's name, just in case there's any. <laughs> there might be two Georges. <laughs> Another George Weasley. I did it! No, no George Weasley from Dumbstring. <laughs> We meant George P. Weasley. Sorry. <laughs> and Dumbledore is drawing an age line around the goblet. Jess, how does an age line work? Um, apparently it's magic, and you can't cross it unless you're the designated age. I like how you had to put the caveat on it that <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. <laughs> In case you haven't been following these last four books. We he didn't are in just a, draw a line with chalk. We are on the in a ground. magical world. <laughs> he just drew a line with chalk and just wrote, "No one uh, under seventeen allowed." Yes. Honor system. Honor system. <laughs> there is no honor system when there's Weasleys lurking about, scheming. 
Uh, last chapter, I kind of I quickly changed tunes on Professor. My opinion of Professor Karkaroff. Uh-huh. Because last chapter, I kind of saw him as like this kind, like overly personable, like old hippie wizard who just seemed like like really cool, like seemed like a kind of guy you'd want to like hang out with. And he, like, you know, wasn't like he he was like approachable. He was like like I said, very personable. And this chap, just from the way he interacted with people in the last chapter, I got like a positive vibe from him. But he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> Like he, what makes you say that, so Daniel? He, he babies Victor Crumb. Well, he is the star pupil athlete. See, Put the their thing. school on the map. That's the thing, though. That he he ignores all the other students. He called one of them, one of the Durmstrang students, a disgusting boy. Well, because he spilled food all over himself. But it's and al- apparently he does it on a regular basis. It's almost like he wishes that he didn't have to bring the other night. It's almost like he wishes well, in a perfect world. If you had world, Victor, would bringing the other nine is is a waste of time. He's just he's just not a not a very <laughs> nice guy in this chapter. I was, you know, kind of my opinion of him changed very quickly, but his presentation changed very quickly from chapter to chapter. He mm-hmm. gave no indication that he was this jerky in the in the last chapter. So I don't know if that's just. The way the character was written, or... The first chapter, you really only saw him interact with Victor and Dumbledore. So, of course, he's... Victor's the prized student, and Dumbledore's, you know, Dumbledore. But I... Be nice to Dumbledore. See, I would have thought that... If he was the person that we found him to be in this chapter, that he probably would have been a little more snobby to Dumbledore. Kind of like when... When... Uh, Amos Diggory, like kind of how he was with Cedric earlier in the book. He's just like very like, this is my child. He is the best. He is. And Cedric's kind of like, oh, come on, dad. Like just a kid. I'm just like normal, just like everybody else, you know. But I'm just I'm devilish, devilishly handsome. But, you know, other than that. But Amos is very. Oh. And it's okay to be proud of your kids. I'm not saying that, but he's annoyingly has this air of superiority about his child. And I would think that Karkaroff, even if it is Dumbledore, he probably would have presented that same air of superiority in the last chapter, but he didn't. But in this chapter, he kind of does. I think Dumbledore's the you just don't the mess factor with Dumbledore. there. Yeah, Dumbledore's so high up. Like, Dumbledore could turn me into a, a butt-exploding newt. Skewt. <laughs> Skewt. Newt. Yeah. Scroot. Was Scroot? it Scroot? I S-K-R-E-W-T. Blast-ended Scroots. Yeah. Like, Dumbledore could do, turn me into one of those, so I better be nice to him. Yeah. Well, he's... Uh, Professor Karkaroff's a jerk now, so... Almost like he d- he wishes like he didn't have to bring the other nine. Almost like they're just like a you know a an impedance on. Yeah, but think him. too. You know, even the the professors at Hogwarts were kind of like, oh, don't embarrass me in front of another school. You know, mm-hmm. you know they said some not so nice things to some of the students. To I gotcha. Maybe it was kind of that he was just so 
flustered that they hadn't even been there for an hour and this kid's already embarrassed him. Well, Karkaroff treats Crumb like a celebrity, just like the other students do. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody does. And he has a, another celebrity moment when he sees the famous Harry Potter. And all the other students seem to react the same way, don't they? Like when they see the scar, they see Karkaroff kind of stop and do a double take. Well, it said a few of them, like recognition showed on a few of their faces. So I kind of feel like some of them didn't get it. Mm -hmm. They're like, what? I don't get it. They're still checking everything out. They're still kind of yeah. overwhelmed by their surroundings. Sensory overload. But then there was, there was a weird interaction between Karkaroff and Mad-Eye Moody. Doesn't he have weird interactions with everybody? Yeah, I, I guess you could just say an interaction. Yeah, just an interaction. <laughs> he showed and, up. And we don't get much other than you and yeah. me. <laughs> but Karkaroff is obviously shaken by this, by seeing Moody. So are we going to find out what the history is here later on? Yeah. Okay. There's obviously There's some, more things going Somebody stole somebody's girl or... <laughs> There's there's something something bad going on here. There's there's obviously some uh, some backstory here that we're going to get into. We are going to find out later on. Yes. Okay. I just thought I thought it was funny that Karkroff kind of like eases out of there, kind of like backs out of there because he doesn't want to mess with Moody. Moody's got a. Would you? No. He's a little. No, he's a little unhinged. Un unstable, yeah. And he's being powerful and being unstable is a bad mix and you know it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a pitcher in baseball they call they call it effectively wild so like if the pitcher is wild you know you don't know where the ball is going to go you don't know if it's going to hit you in the head you don't know if it's where where it's going to go and that can kind of work to a, a pitcher's advantage because you kind of get people you got kind of get batters off their game and it's because they're worried they're gonna die. Yeah, it's good to be a little crazy. <laughs> and I think it works for Moody. Yeah, you know, I think I think it definitely works for him. You know, it's not like Dumbledore. You know, Dumbledore is more powerful than Moody is, but Dumbledore is also, despite his choice of wardrobe, Dumbledore's more sane. <laughs> you wouldn't tell by by what Dumbledore wears. He fits in in his world. We've talked about that before, like in the Fantastic Beast movies, when Dumbledore's wearing these. Kelly's like, cussing right now. Three-piece suits, and <laughs> he looks like something out of GQ magazine, and now he looks like uh, like Merlin from the Sword in the Stone. <laughs> like if Merlin, like maybe when he inherited got, Liberace's, he does have the wardrobe. the order of Merlin. So maybe once he got the title, he started dressing that. Does he way. also have the order of nineteen uh, seventies uh, Elvis? In Las Vegas, Elvis, <laughs> with the with the garish uh, jumpsuits and, and whatnot. Uh, well, apparently, uh, as we talk about the Goblet of Fire, uh, Fred and George weren't the only ones in Hogwarts planning on using an aging potion to get their names into the goblet for consideration, and they weren't the only ones to fail in the process, were they? No, and Hermione said very clearly, she's like, "You don't think he would have thought of this? It's Dumbledore." Of course Dumbledore thought of this. If you seriously think you're going to outsmart. It's like the kids at school. Like, yeah, I know you were going to do that because I'm older and I've 
seen it a million times. Like, you really think that we don't know that trick. They think maybe it happened so long ago, like in the, in the good old days, like 2003. <laughs> you had a student the other day that said... 2004, yeah. How old is this movie? It looks like it was made in 2004. And I said, actually, it was made in 1997. So there. <laughs> like 2004 was... We're just like it was. It was, for, it was an the dark ages. Amount of year time ago, like, <laughs> you can't impossible. even count. You can't, can't comprehend. You can't mathematically deduce how long ago that they, was. They had like the big boombox and like the big fat deep TVs that they were turning on because it was a video about electricity, mm-hmm. and so all these electric things that they were showing off. <laughs> and then they had like the first like I guess electric car. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it it looked like it was something out of a space movie. Uh-huh. It, it did look, you know, futuristic. But, yeah. And then, of course, all the clothes and hairstyles were of course. Of course. very different. So, we had a Ravenclaw student. We had a Hufflepuff student. And then we had the Weasley boys... And the Weasley boys grew uh, tremendous beards, though. Tremendous beards. From the aging potion. Well, they looked a lot like Dumbledore's, so I think that's why he liked them. But does it I, does it also, like, make your joints and stuff all creaky and, <laughs> like, making you older? Like, if they grew these big, you know, long beards, would they also have a hard time, like, walking to the, the nurse's wing of Hogwarts? Would they need to... No, I think Get it was just the beard. one of those with the tennis balls on it. I think it was just the beard that popped up. Okay. I was kind of surprised that a Hufflepuff would would try to do something sneaky like that. Well, I was surprised a Ravenclaw would, wouldn't <laughs> think of something, you know, I was something not, better. I was not surprised <laughs> that a Ravenclaw would do that. <laughs> they would be smarter and know that Dumbledore would have put something on the line to No, but they would also think that. that they were so smart enough they could outsmart Dumbledore because of the air of superiority that your uh, house seems to have. I don't know what you're talking about. That comment right there sums, <laughs> sums it up. It's just the sarcasm that it comes from. It's just... It's just emitting Rubbish. from you. It's just emitting from your from your uh, soul, <laughs> your aura, this aura of superiority around you, uh, superiority, if you will. But I digress. Uh, Angelica Johnson seems to be the Gryffindor's best bet to be chosen. Uh, she's a chaser on the Quidditch team. Hermione's really excited about this. But the Hufflepuffs are very hopeful that. Cedric Diggory will be chosen. We met him earlier in the book. Uh, why are some of the Gryffindors so against Cedric? They're like openly making comments about how, oh, he's such a pretty boy. Like he probably wouldn't put his name there because he'd be afraid he'd mess up his hair. Or why are the are they just so like they want a Gryffindor to get chosen? I thought like we were cool with the Hufflepuffs. I'm sure they're cool, but there's always that rivalry. They play each other for the House Cup and everything. There's always a rivalry. and They're still uh, still a little salty about losing in Quidditch yeah. last season. Yeah. Apparently they mentioned that Cedric is quite the Quidditch player and helped beat them, defeat them last year. Yeah, I think it's just the jealousy thing that, you know, and the rivalry thing. And Gryffindor just doesn't have that eligible superstar that Hufflepuff seems to have. Uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to visit Hagrid 
And how would you describe Hagrid's appearance and his outfit? Um, I was having a little bit of trouble picturing it. Apparently he was wearing a suit that was hairy. But yet he tried to tame his hair with some, like, heavy grease. <laughs> and then he had, like, a orange checkered tie on, like... Basically, he looked sound like a clown, but like a scary, hairy one. Hairy, mm -hmm. greasy, dirty clown? Mm -hmm. Aren't all clowns greasy and dirty? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I think they but all they're all, are. like, brighter. I'm not picturing, you know, clowns are usually bright colors mm -hmm. and white faces. It's all very bright. Everything haggard was very dark, except for the orange tie. It seemed very... Uh, Like, it was not a stylish suit. It wasn't something that he had gotten recently. It's something that he's probably had for a long time. It's something that has probably been through the ringer a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's something mm -hmm. that probably doesn't get Why used is very it made often. out of something hairy? I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of the, you know, the, uh, the giant way. <laughs> you know, everything has to... Everything has to have hair on it. <laughs> like all your clothes, all your food. Okay. <laughs> your, uh, your furniture in your house. I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, it's just, I guess it's just a fashion choice. Yeah. You know? It's just like bedazzling was big for a little while. <laughs> like everything was bedazzled. You know, everything. Your jackets, everything. your pants, your shoes, you know, your headbands, everything. So I guess, you know, hair is just kind of his uh, his bedazzling, so to speak. It's the trend he was stuck in. Yeah, what's your bedazzling? Send us your emails, boomsticks.butterbeer <laughs> at gmail.com. Does everything have hair on it? Does everything have tassels on it? Tassels were big for a long time. Mm -hmm. Fringe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my sister had many fringe <laughs> jackets. Blue jean and leather and, and otherwise. Yeah, fringe was big. The Ultimate Warrior also wore fringe on his uh, outfits. It's a wrestler. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a wrestler. Uh, we find out that Hagrid is obviously doing this, making himself up because he's very fond of Madame Maxine. We found this out because he left the kids. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Went oh, I'll walk up there with you. And then he's out because he put on too much, uh, eau de cologne. <laughs> so he tried to wash it off, but instead he spots Madame Maxine walking mm -hmm. up and he's like, oh, let me escort you, my fair lady. And I think, and uh, forgets all about the children. Ron said, he fancies her. <laughs> he fancies her. And he left us there. So we know that. We kind of knew there was going to be something there. Yeah. We kind of knew you know, there was going to be something there. Well, they're kind of two of a kind, so... Uh, time for the Goblet of Fire to select the three champions. Of course, Victor Crumb is chosen from Durmstrang. Of course. Fleur Delacour is chosen from Beau Battens, and that is the same young lady that Ron is convinced is Avila, the same one that scoffed <laughs> during Dumbledore's speech. I thought it was strange how the... Maybe it's not strange, but it. I thought it was kind of weird that the Durmstrang students seemed to be happy for their brother, Victor. 
Well, I think they had already accepted it. So I was, that was going to be part of my next question. But the Bo Batten students just cry because they didn't get chosen <laughs> instead of Floor. So is it because the Bo Batten students got their hopes up and thought that, hey, we got just as much of a chance as any of the other nine that came with here? Came, came here with us, and the Durmstrang students knew from the start that they didn't really have a chance, that they were kind of just along for the ride, so they had kind of resided themselves to the fact that that they weren't going to... Yeah, I think it was just a totally different circumstance. You know, I think they probably had to bring a certain number of kids along, but they knew that Victor was going to get picked, and Obviously, their teacher it doesn't hide that fact from them, like you were saying. Baby's Victor, but doesn't really seem to care about the other kids. And um, the Bobans, I think, you know, they all kind of were probably made, made to feel special. You've been picked. You're the best 10 of the school, and we're going to go, and we're going to compete in this. And so they all kind of felt special. And so the other ones were like... Uh, we're taking Victor and nine of you noobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to take ten. So Victor, obviously. Johnny, and then He co- covers his eyes and goes, you, you, <laughs> you, and you. And he's and the other one's like, I'm just a janitor. I don't work here. You're coming. You're fine. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Uh, we have Victor. Hufflepuff pride, Jessica. Let's talk Hufflepuff pride because Cedric Diggory is chosen as Hogwarts champion. Hufflepuff pride, Badgers represent. Yeah. yeah. Pretty excited. You, you excited? That. I think so. It's like- we don't we don't really get picked for much. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to have one of ours, you know, kind of a, have a spotlight shown upon him. So I think it's pretty cool. I, I think that's part of, like we were saying, the Gryffindor resentment, though, is because, you know, they just don't really expect... Hufflepuff to shine. But just when you think it's over, and our three champions have been chosen, a fourth slip shoots out of the Goblet of Fire and floats into Dumbledore's hands. The slip has the name of a seeming fourth competitor, which we didn't think was possible. Of course, it wouldn't be Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire without Harry Potter being chosen by the Goblet of Fire. By the Goblet of Fire, despite the fact that Harry is not 17. He did not put his name in. <laughs> there's uh, there's something going on here. Some fishy. I do like that. I, I don't know if they go over it in the movie, but in this chapter, you know, Dumbledore was talking about, you know, if you want to enter and if you meet the qualifications, you're 17, blah, blah, blah. You know, put your name on a piece of paper, but don't, don't think, you can't back out of it, basically. You know, he was saying, this is like a magical contract. Once you put your name in mm-hmm. and you're chosen, you can't back out. You can't change your mind. So don't do it unless you're absolutely sure you want to participate. And I kind of liked the way she worded it and explained it because then that tells us, oh, well, they can't really do anything about Harry Potter because mm-hmm. his name came out, he has a magical that. contract, he's bound to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought it was a nice way to explain it without it being, like, obvious that yeah. that's what you were doing. Like, I'm setting up these rules so that later I can make this happen. So it's not just like a, 
5,000 points for Gryffindor situation, where everything just kind of flows their way. Mm-hmm. Or, well, the name comes out and says, well, he doesn't have to proceed. Nope, he does, because there are these rules that mm-hmm. we didn't tell you yeah. about. And or his name came out and we said that, oh, well, he's not 17, he can't do it. But if the goblet said, you know, the goblet picked you, mm-hmm. you're in. So that's where we're at right now. We've got Victor Crumb, Fleur Delacour, Cedric Diggory, and now Harry Potter. So it seems that Hogwarts will have not one but two representatives in the Triwizard Tournament. I feel like they could have gone back and said, okay, well, what about, can we have two more from, you know, one from, (laughs) then they'd have have six, but then it would at least be even. So now I guess it's the Quad Wizard Tournament. Well, it's still try schools. But it's not the try school tournament. It's the try wizard tournament. Yeah. That means three wizards, Jessica. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and on that, a very <laughs> uh, enthusiastic note, I think we're going to wrap up this episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer, unless you have anything else to add about Chapter 16, The Goblet of Fire. I do not. Thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Continue to send us your emails, roomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. We'll give you a shout-out here on the show and answer your questions or read your comments. And you can follow us on Twitter at BroomsticksB. Broomsticks followed by the letter B. No spaces, no underscores. Uh, You can follow Jessica on Twitter at JessRino, J-E-S-S-R-Y-N-O. Jessica, what books are you reading right now? Oh, so many books. Um, I just finished Lore by Alexandra Bracken. Really loved it. It's like a Greek mythology, a Hunger Games set in modern day New York. It was a lot of fun. Um, the other one I read recently, Marissa Meyer's Instant Karma. That was another, I'm typically all fantasy, but that was a contemporary. There was a slight little dash of magic in it. And that was a lot of fun too. Um, most recently, though, I just finished Sarah Moss's new book, The Court of Silver Flames, and that was a monster of a book. Mm-hmm. Monster. It was really long. Not as long as the Alexander Hamilton book I'm also reading, which is, doesn't fit in any of the genres I normally read. I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. We are meant to be a colony that runs independently. I'm going to stop there because there's some bad words in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised, actually, by how many, the first time we watched Hamilton. I was like, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't know. Oh, this is a PG uh, podcast here, so we're going to keep it PG here. Yeah. And um, what books am I reading right now? Oh, I'm reading Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, are you? Are you enjoying that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this book once we get into the tournament, but like I said, I, I, I hated the movie. Well, we are about half-ish way No, through. I don't think so. Darn it. <laughs> like 36% or something, I think my Goodreads said. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, well. Well, we'll get 31%. there. 31%. We'll get there. Not even it's 36. getting worse. We're gonna, <laughs> we need to stop recording because we went from, I said we were half. You said 36 and went down to 31. It has dropped 19% in the last 20 seconds. If we keep talking, we'll be like, no, we're only 10% of the way through this book. Seems like it. 
Like, it feels like, you know, we're just starting. This is just a lot of... A lot of setup. A lot of fluff. A lot of setup. Yeah, but you see, you needed the setup because now you know who Victor Crumb is. You know what the villas are. You got all this stuff that we laid the groundwork for at the beginning. If you don't know what Seta is, then this must be the first episode you've listened to. Oh, you shouldn't do that. We, we should listen to that, him out of order. We Seta that joke several episodes ago. Go back and catch up because you can't listen to these out of order. No, not at all. It will make no sense. We the make jokes no, make no sense. We make no sense in order. Imagine out of order. Oh, goodness. They really make no sense. Well, th- like I said, thanks everybody for downloading, listening, subscribing, and spread the word. Hopefully, this gives you a little respite from the nonsense that's going on in the world here in 2021 as we record this. But we will be back next time with Chapter 17. I believe it's like the four, it's called like the four competitors or the four entrants or the four participants or something like that. Something like that. Because now we have to deal with the fact that Harry Potter is in this tournament. That it's the quad. (laughs) The quad wizard tournament. They have to change all the signage and everything. Oh man, we just printed like 3,000 of these. (laughs) Somebody go around with a Sharpie. Yep, the four champions. Change quad or change tried quad. (laughs) Go around with a magical Sharpie. <laughs> but, babe, they have magic. They don't need a Sharpie. They're just going to boop-a-boo with their wand. What are they going to do? Boop-a-boo. Bip bippity boppity boo All I could do the magical move, bippity boppity boo You can do magic, believe it or not, bippity boppity boo We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.